Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. We're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry talking about the world of movies, new and old. Going to dive into Sylvester Stallone's career later on today. Now, we've done a best of Stallone, but we'll go through all those movies later on because he's got a brand new movie. Although Chuck still argues that if it doesn't come out in theaters, is it really a movie? Um, Samaritan is on Amazon Prime. I got a chance to see it. Chuck's going to watch it later on tonight. He'll talk about it next week. Uh, But let's welcome in Chuck right now and uh, see how he's doing. Uh, How you doing, Chuck? It's been like a week since we've talked. Can we? I'm doing pretty good. Can we copyright that statement? If it's not released in theaters, it's not really a movie. It's not really a movie. Yeah, well, maybe. You know, last, week, last week we talked about the copyright of thumbs up, thumbs down, Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> I, I like that one. No? Well, interesting. Before we get, I dive into Samaritan. Did you see Movie Passes back? <laughs> the old. I did. I, I did. I did see that. And and you know the first thing that popped into my mind is um, why. Yeah. Well, I don't From know why. From their end, I just don't like what it's like. It's like Chinese water torture. Like, yeah. why do they want to like, why do they want to get into that uh, that business model, which does not work? Not, on their end, not, especially sure. now of all times. I mean, it's hard enough to get people in the theater, let alone three times in one week to see a movie. You know, it's I, I you're mm-hmm. right. Um, well, Samaritan Chuck is, you know, for me is, you know, look, Stallone's done plenty of straight to streaming movies. Let's not kid ourselves here. He's did two sequels to Escape Plan. He did a movie with Matthew Modine a couple of years back. I mean, he's done plenty of schlock. And for this to not be in theaters is not a big deal because this is schlock. It's old. It's tired. He looks old and tired um, about a one-time superhero who gets found out by a little kid in a gritty no-name city. Um, and uh, and he finds him out and he needs his help. And Chuck, I got to tell you, a Stallone's just it's spent. He looks spent. I know, you know, you've gotten some buzz that he he looks all in on this. I, I don't know. He's got as much chemistry chemistry with this little kid as he did with the boy and over the top. His uh, that was a terrible pairing. This is just as bad. The actions old and tired. The the motivation behind the villain old and tired is just there's nothing new to see here. Um, and I'm really disappointed because, you know, if you're going to put some money behind this, you got a pretty decent director behind it as well. He did Overlord a few years back, which I liked a lot. Um, there's just not much here to 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 say I liked the cast around him doesn't really do much for him either. Um, he doesn't have as much screen time as the young boy. It plays like a, you know, a, a gritty uh, Mr. Miyagi, Daniel kind of karate kid storyline too uh it's just you know it's done better when it was you know bruce willis back in the day uh and the original glass movie and all that stuff this is just uh to me chuck i don't know uh two hours of just boredom i i, I don't know what else to say other than you go check it out that's fine but you're not going to see anything a you haven't seen before and do we really want to see stallone in this type of movie anymore he, he just uh any stunts that are done you know isn't him and he just is he just doesn't look like rocky anymore unfortunately we all get old we all have to adjust and pick different roles this role's not for him chuck it's barely a, a one and a half star movie for me and uh, i hate saying it because we're going to go through his career and he's done some real good stuff he's done some real bad stuff i think this falls in the real bad pile of movies. Really? I'm going to watch it tonight. I'll let you know what I think about it next week. But you said 
He looks old and tired. Isn't that an insult to old and tired people? That <laughs> no, really- I, no. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't lead a fulfillment, fulfilling life if you're old and tired. But he just does. I think he, it's an uninspired script that he's with. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to tell you. You might feel differently after you see it. But um, one thing's for who'd sure. Let me. Who'd you watch it with? I watch it with my, my me, myself, and I. Okay, so. So you had nobody to bounce. You didn't watch this one with your daughter. No, she didn't want to watch it. She tried oh. sitting at the beginning. She's like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And frankly, I wish I would have left with her, to be honest. Now, with let you. me ask a question. In all lines, does your daughter have something against old and tired people? No, like, not at I, all. She loved yeah. Jurassic World. There were some old and tired people in that movie, too. Oh. But at least at least that movie is a lot of fun. Uh, I, no, you no, tell no, me no. after you see it that if you're if you don't feel old watching it, then something's okay. you just this is an icon. He is an American yeah. He's an American now, institution. You're, you're, wait, 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 back up the truck here. You are saying that Jurassic World Dominion is a really a lot of fun. Yes. So I don't agree. Yeah, well, you're we, do you agree? Do we agree to disagree on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And maybe we'll agree to disagree on this one. You know, I, I doubt we will because I, I can't see you having much inspiration behind uh, Samaritan, which is an awful name for a, not only a movie, but a superhero as well. So, um, all right, Chuck. So let's get into... Let's get into Can some I, movie news, and I think the biggest let me, movie news let me, of the week. Let me bounce into let me bounce into the first topic. Well, I had sent I because I had sent you a text of an article that uh, evidently was in the Hollywood Reporter, which is one of the two major trades in the industry, so their credibility is good. And they stated in this article that Warner Brothers going through this merger with Discovery Plus is in such financial uh entanglement that they don't have the ability financially to release more than three films now into the end of the year that's and crazy. that's one of the reasons they kicked these other movies uh into next year like Shazam and uh Aquaman has been delayed twice kicked into late now December Christmas of, movie uh, next year yeah yeah right so and and they can they are continuing to cancel like they canceled on uh on HBO Max um Read their Resident Evil TV show, which aired one season, canceled. They're putting the axe to a lot of stuff that was uh, planned. I, I, listen, they were going to do supposedly an Urkel Christmas special that got the axe. <laughs> they pulled um, a lot of uh, Sesame Street shows off off the air too. They're they're yanking shows left and right off the right. Off streaming service. Yeah. So now here's the thing. Let's just say this is an accurate uh, article. You ever read anything like that before? A couple. Company that Warner Brothers. I mean, you took. I mean, Warner this is Brothers, an iconic. I mean, yeah, yeah. This is one of the. I mean, like I'm the original four. Their library is enormous. I'm sure they'll be able to stabilize themselves with cost cutting, and I don't know if they have to raise money, what they have to do. But um, I mean, like when I read that story, it's like Warner Brothers has only enough money to release three films now to the end of the year. That's scary. Uh, and and it's scary too because you know those three films are all going to be. Guess what? Not- superhero superhero movies. So we're not no, gonna no, get no. One, one, they're not. No, they're not. One one is the Olivia Wilde movie. Uh I, I think they're not that big of the they're not that big the movies are gonna release. So I mean, I know every movie needs a marketing uh, campaign and, and that costs money, but I mean, you know, there was a time and place they'd be releasing, you know, three movies every two weeks. Yeah. Now to the end of the year. I mean, it, you know, if you look at the stats and we've talked about this. Many, many times there is no streamer that's really profitable. Am I wrong? Like, does this model 
does, even though they can consistently want to go in this direction, and I'll bounce into uh, another, which you did not respond to my text. The other night, I'm on YouTube on my my 65-inch 4K, and I say, oh, they, they, they just released a second trailer, Disney, to uh, its Pinocchio movie with Tom yeah. Hanks and Geppetto and Robert Zemeckis, his Horace Gump director, Back to the Future trilogy. He's directing. I watch this. It's over two, two minutes long, and I'm like, holy smoke, this movie looks good. This could make $300 million at the yeah, box but we open. knew this was coming out on Disney. I know. Day. I forgot, though. But yeah. here's the thing. Then at the end of the trailer, streaming on Disney Plus September 15th. Yeah. And I just, well, yesterday, yesterday I see, you see my buddy Scott says, did you see the new trailer to Fletch with uh, John Hamm? I said, no. I said, so let's watch. I watch it. It's like, he's definitely good casting. Yeah. I don't know. The trailer, the trailer was so-so. Having said that, at the end of the trailer, in theaters and available to buy digitally same day like yeah. why do they keep doing this uh i, I don't know it's answers we don't have uh fletch is definitely gonna have a different tone than the chevy chase films that's for sure now, um, did you, but it is great casting did you look at the slate of movies coming out now to at least the end of september it's well, scary it's, it's scary it is scary and next week yeah. we'll, we'll do a fall late year movie preview and and expose that a little bit more but it's scary even starting this week all you get was the invitation and some fantasy film with idris elba and tilda swinton yeah, weird it's a george miller movie it is it's it's a bizarre looking movie and, and i don't think it's, gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna get a dime in the, in the theater no, but, but, but here's the thing let's just say again let's just say hypothetically we me and you live to 200 years old and I was doing business with you for a hundred plus years, and it was a good relationship. And then something happened, like COVID, and I completely turned the car 360 degrees and tried to do something myself, which is what the studios uh, have now done to the theaters. I, they know, and we talked about Knives Out sequel coming in December, how the theaters yep. really want that film, and yet Netflix might be able to give it to them, but they don't want to market. They want to spend a dime to market it. So it's like they just want the deck completely stacked in on their side of the fence. But there are movies this in the last calendar year that have made a lot of money, a lot of money playing in theaters, and that money could never be made on streaming. So no, I don't you would think so. I, I don't understand the 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 reluctance for them to get back into the same bed. As as theaters and then work something out, work out they, a realistic window. I I have hope that they will, Chuck. I think it all come back around and be cyclical. Um, I do too, but the question is, is there going to be this going to be more pain before that happens? Probably. I mean, just like the you know the invention of the VCR and uh, the laser disc and all this and the mail home DVDs, the movie theaters stood the test of time and beat those opponents one by one by one now this one's their greatest opponent yet yeah don't get me wrong but i really think at the end of the day when you 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 see a movie like top gun maverick prove it to you i think it, it is one of those institutions that won't go away it's just like they say with real sports getting taken away by uh, ea sports like uh virtual sports oh they're so popular now you're gonna get nobody's gonna be going filling up thirty thousand seat arenas to watch a you know the the institutions will remain the same now they'll have yeah. to change their game plan it's not going to be multiplexes we've talked about this it's going to be yeah. one to two theaters at a time oh, i think it might that, get back that, to you're, you're okay it's like i think it might get back to old school lines around the block kind of movies which isn't Maybe. a bad thing 
No, it's. I would love to see that, but except I don't want to see the pain that would take to get to that point. You know, it's like it's like the neighbor on your block, right? Who everybody likes, but nobody really talks about overly. And then when that person goes, when they're not there anymore, yep. you sort of say, "Where did that person go?" Right? It, it, it might that might be the same thing when you start to see uh, theaters start to drop. And I think event, yeah, I, you know, I did. We a, had one I, close I, here. And- we okay. had one close here in Fort Wayne, a multiplex closed uh, a right. couple of weeks ago. I, so. I think you're going to see more of that slowly. I, but I, like I, I would argue, ch- I would yeah. argue, Chuck, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. I actually was one of those people that thought there were too many places and too let many movies you, being released. Yeah, let me ask you another. And and and, and there was a time, remember, in the, in the 80s and 90s with Touchstone. Like they were releasing every yeah, they week were just, they were releasing. We didn't, not we didn't, one, two movies. We didn't need buildings with 12 screens in them. We didn't need that. No, Chuck. I agree with that. I agree. But here, and listen, I, I, I love the day of standing on a, on a, a city block line in a, a single screen theater. Uh, there's nothing like it. But here's the thing. But I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe a happy medium. Another question. I was speaking to a lawyer friend today, right, who is a, a tax attorney, and he's a big movie fan. And he said, because I knew this, I knew this. There, there was a there was a, a rule in place where studios could not put their movies into an entity that they owned. But that is going to that will be that is coming off the books. Right. So. And it's been a long time coming. Do you think Disney in the back of their mind is saying in the next few years when this happens, we're going to open up a chain of Disney movie theaters, have them like um like almost amusement parks where people yep. could buy merchandise. Yep. They'll yep. play just Disney movies. They could do yep. Disney revivals, this yep. new Disney. And and that's their way instead of the 50-50 split that is now. They, they open get, up their own movie chain. Yeah. And they, they just have to eat the overhead. That's yeah. See, what, what's the overhead? So I, I don't know. Would they net more than 50% of the ticket sale? They might. They'll have certainly more control. Well, you know right. who else can do that too is Universal. Universal can open theaters around the country too and I'm do the same thing with their movies. So, so maybe, maybe they want, maybe they want Regal and Cinemark to, to go out of business. Yeah, maybe that, but it yeah, might, that's maybe the, that's the next linchpin. Yeah, um, it, but it's it, it's look, it, we've been talking about it for a while, yeah. and it seems like every two or three months a new development comes up where we have to dive back into it. Um, it, it the, the one thing's for sure is product like Samaritan and, and things like that that just come out to streaming. Um, they used to just make money on, in theaters, too. Even bad movies can make money. Um, I just don't know if people want to do that anymore. Right now, Chuck. Right now. Again, it's all right now. We're still not out of that shadow we were over, you know, for the last two years, unfortunately. Um, you know, we might think we are, but there's people in major cities like California. They're still living in that guise of mandates and and craziness out there. So I don't know. It, it, all I know is that I'm looking for good product. And if I find it on a streaming service, nine times out of 10, I don't care as long as it entertains me. Um, now people that are waiting for Shazam and Aquaman will have to wait a little longer. And Warner brothers is a mess right now. That's there's no doubt about it. It's a mess. Um, also a mess is the Halloween series, Chuck, which I was going to bring up because, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, I, the more and more I read about it, the more and more I'm I'm embarrassed by what these two guys did to this to this franchise. I'm actually surprised, to be honest with you, because I, I thought it was in good hands. I mean, obviously, I like the second one more than you do. I, I thought, listen, I thought the second one 
Halloween Kills worked as a time killer in, in, in the annals of the. But that's not franchise. what we want from these movies. No, I know. I get it. I get it. But I, I accepted it as such. Right. But I do agree. If based on the information that I'm reading in these in these in these in these uh, test screenings, if it's accurate, and I think it is, I don't really understand what these people are thinking. I really and, don't. And, it, and it, I grow more and more respect for the curse of Michael Myers, the fourth one, and how how yes, how good and rich that was. It is a good movie. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, and, the, and, and, and the end of the day, Halloween H2O is a really good Halloween movie. It's probably and I the, think some people and people don't. I think certain people in this they're not giving that movie credit in the franchise. So to dismiss it, it's not to be dismissed. It's actually no, it's very not. good. And I would say it might be the best of all the sequels. It might be the second best of the movies. I know we both like two, but yeah, I, like uh, Halloween, two but I think that the closure and what the characters were doing in that film and the suspense and the cast was good. You're right. H2O is a real, real good movie, um, which they blasphemized about two years later by killing off Jamie Lee Curtis. But she wasn't really. It's just a mess. It's a mess. Now, another franchise might be getting a reboot now as Sean S. Cunningham is teasing maybe uh, some Friday the 13th here, Chuck. Um, listen, I, I embrace the idea. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, the, the, the properties finally come out of uh, legal entanglement, so they were able to do one. I, I don't know generationally if you could spark the same interest that they do. See, I think the, I think the reason that Halloween is so easy to energize its fan base or re- energize it to a new to a new fan base is because the the music at halloween mm-hmm. it's just it's that's why people like this stuff. that's why people like that that john carpet the music is so iconic yeah. yep. for the time of year that you could almost have a blank screen and play that music and people are going to be somewhat entertained it's, it's just the easiest one to do now if you ask me the most thought-provoking of all horror franchises it's probably elm street because yeah. that con that concept is psychologically uh, extremely spooky scary. and effective. Scary. It is yeah. very scary. It is very scary. Now, would you let me ask you a question? Your thoughts? Let's look back on the the Jason Freddy movie. I I like that good. movie. Do you it's want good. to like? Well, it's good. It's very solid. Yeah, now, it's better than those, it should those, have been. Yep. Those, those matchup horror icon matchups. Are you you a fan? You'd like to see some of that stuff? Yeah, I would think uh, I would think that would be how you drum up some more excitement is to have I Jason versus too. Michael Myers. I, I think so. that's the direction they should have went. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Uh, I, I I think that would be fun. I just say to myself, okay, after this one is over, like you know, they'll probably wait a couple years, and then you know, Halloween's coming back. It's never going to end. Yeah, it's some you know, and and uh, and the last Friday the Thirteenth movie, although it had some merit. It really, you know, it didn't revent regenerate the. No, the, no. I listen. I, I thought the first like twenty minutes was really good, and then it just fell up. Fell, yeah, fell I thought. Out a bit. I thought the cast was good, and some of the characters they had were appealing, and then it just kind of turned into the same old, same old. Um, what about a reboot of Clue, Chuck? It looks like Ryan Reynolds is leading uh, the new Who Done It now. The original has become a cult classic, although when it came out in theaters, they had the yeah. gimmick of multiple endings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Whatever theater you went to, you didn't know what ending you were going to get. Um, it didn't make a ton yeah. of money, but it did OK. But what it spawned afterwards on VHS, I know I know there's a generation of people in their 30s that love this movie. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I, you know, now that you bring that up, I just want to backtrack one second. I actually heard a story that with this new Halloween movie coming out in October, right? Halloween mm-hmm. ends. 
that it'll premiere in theaters and on Peacock Streamer. I actually heard a story that they're contemplating two different endings, one for theaters, one for streaming. What do you think of that? I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all either. But you know, you know why they would these, these bean counters, you know, who threw out all these ideas. How do we draw up more interest? How do we get more revenue? That's an interesting idea. I don't like it, but I can almost see why they would do it. Yeah. Um, and the guy who's going to write Clue is Oren Uziel. Now, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to bring this up because he wrote The Lost City. Um, I got a chance to see The Lost City, Chuck, and I remember how lukewarm you are on it. As mm-hmm. I was watching it, I think that is the most two and a half star movie I've ever seen in my life. It's just there. And it's it's completely on the charm of the two stars and yeah. a blatant ripoff of uh, Romancing the Stone. Oh, it is. And uh, I, I did like the Brad Pitt character. I thought that was funny what they did there. But the Daniel Radcliffe was what that character just made no sense. But it was just I mean, it is so two and a half star filler that, you know, it, 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 you can't take your eyes off of it because she looks great. And so does he. But there's really nothing there. It is just um, a complete, complete uh, average movie at best. And what uh, you know, you talk about the movies coming out over the next uh, month or so. One of the movies that sparked my interest is. I guess we're getting an extended cut of Spider-Man's hitting theaters again, Chuck. No way home. Um, do yeah. we know what's in this new uh, revamped uh, re-release of the film? What 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 are, what did we what did we miss in the first I, one? I don't know. I mean, probably nothing. Uh, I'm sure there was there's some decent stuff at least on the cutting room floor that they put in. Why would they do this? Well, we know why. Because yeah, we know why. Yeah, we know why. I mean, you know, they. I just got a poster to it at the theater. Uh, I'm involved with here the Pocono Cinema and. Uh, the new poster has all three Spider-Man's Peter Parker's faces on the poster, which is something they couldn't have done, uh, you know, months ago because they didn't want you to know Tobey Maguire. Sure, sure. Ratchy in the uh, in in the film. You think it'll do some business at least opening weekend? I wouldn't see why not. Um, it was a clever little teaser trailer too with all the villains on an elevator. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's funny and uh, Marissa Tomei's in the elevator too. So, okay. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it. Why not? Um, it'll be on, I'm sure Disney plus soon after that. Uh, but uh, listen, I just want product on the screen. This is it. Here's how much I want product on the screen. And I'm really excited about this. Chuck, not only is rogue one on IMAX this weekend because of the new series coming on Disney plus, but I'm getting my tickets next Sunday. I'm going to see jaws on the big screen for the first time in my life. When you told me that I actually am very stunned. That you've never seen it, never even seen in a Jaws on the big screen. So, wow. and I'm g- going to see it on the biggest screen of all. So, uh, it's going to be on IMAX Labor Day weekend. If you have one in your city, um, and you want to see Jaws, I- I'm surprised they didn't do it on the Fourth of July. But uh, either way, I'm really excited. My daughter's going to go as well. Um, you can see it in 3D too, but I'm not going to do that real 3D. But um, I'm excited. So that I wanted to throw it out that at least we get some product in September. But it's stuff we've already seen, Chuck. Uh, any other movie news you want to get to before we move on? Uh, there's just one story. WandaVision director Matt, uh, uh, I think his name Shayton, who was uh, attached to Paramount Star Trek Four, backed out of that project because he's in serious negotiations to helm their Fantastic Four movie. It appears that that Fantastic Four property will be a linchpin, uh, very important property for Marvel. Uh, I think if done right, there's a lot of cool things you could do with it. Yeah. Um, I guess um, I'm tired of these superhero movies. Though, I I get it. 
Uh, all right, Chuck, you uh, will do fast five. Actually, before we do fast five, let's do you pick the year. We're going to go back to this year and uh, and see what was released. You tell me what year you want to do. Let me think. Um, let me think. Let let's me do think. the 80s. I don't think we've done yeah, the 81. 80s. Let's go 81. A slasher film in there and a, and a teenage comedy in there and a, a steamy erotic thriller in there. We'll start with Body Heat, Chuck, which might be the biggest hit of the weekend. Um, and, a, and a kind of a cult classic as well, directed by Lawrence Kasdan and Kathleen Turner and William Hurt. Turn up the heat a little bit in Body Heat. Yeah, I mean this movie was a this movie was a big hit. Uh, it played for a long time, uh, a lot of buzz on that film. But would it make any money if it played today? Probably mm-hmm. not. I mean, I w- it would be just a different audience. Is it? Yeah. You know, you know, back then when you you know, uh, adult content in the in the in the hard R realm create a lot of buzz. I, it just doesn't create the same buzz with, with, with with this world. If to me, it almost seemed like it started that genre of erotic adult thriller movies, like body heat, jagged edge, all Mm -hmm. those movies would could seem like this one was the first one that did that. Man always rings twice. Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, big leads, um, doing sex scenes and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 A big, a big bomb came out that week too. Choo Choo and the Philly Flash. I remember it was Carol Burnett and Alan Arkin. That sucked. Um, Private Lessons though came out, Chuck, uh, which was an adult content team. I in the theater. Yeah, and um, the biggest one to me is Hell Night. That sells spans the test of time. This was Linda Blair. Blair right? Yep, yeah. jumping back into the horror genre about fraternity mm-hmm. uh, and a slasher knocking off people. Hell Night's a pretty scary movie, Chuck. That was a yeah, good I mean, hit. I- those are one of those movies you, when you walked into the theater, I mean, you sort of knew what you were going to get. You weren't expecting anything massive or a game changer, but you got what you got. And uh, those movies work back in the in, in the early 80s, no doubt. And held over from the week before Prince of the City was in theaters with Treat Williams, uh, the big Sidney Lumet movie. Uh, yeah, which I mean, fun- that, that, movie, that movie got good reviews. They were expecting more in yeah. terms of... Uh, of, of it being a hit, but it, it did not materialize. Tree Williams never, and I like Tree Williams. But yeah, I love never, Tree Williams. He never materialized as a big, big name in the industry. And I but he was don't good. quite know why. I, I think he's great in everything he does. He's got leading yeah. man skills. Um, I'm not sure why. Yeah, how, uh, how much fun was Deep Rising? Right, a Deep Rising is a lot of fun. He he yeah. he's he's always good. And also in theaters was another horror movie, American Werewolf in London, was starting to get some steam. Chuck, it wow, came out the very week good before. Movie. Very That's a good very movie. good John Landis comedy horror movie yeah, that came out. August, yep. It came out August 21st. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that cre- that, I think that one too, that was a word of mouth type movie, right? I don't think it opened big. Um, it, it, you know, and it just kept building and building and building. And then when it hit like HBO, um, then it went monster. I mean, that because, movie because word of mouth that it was extremely smart and smart, it was, uh, scary. Uh, mm-hmm. And the special effects. I think it won a special. I think it won a special award that what year. What did Stan Winston? What did Stan Winston do the effects? Um, da, 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 I don't remember. I think it might okay. be. Um, and of course, uh, it had some great stuff in it too, with some scary. And it made sixty-two million dollars on wow. a five and a half million dollar budget, Chuck. So, so talking talk about pound for pound, that's pretty. Ba- I mean, back in the good. day, you're not going to yeah. see. You're not going to see anything like that Those before. If you if you double now, if you triple your money, it's a massive home run. Chuck, before we get to Sylvester Stallone movies, let's do fast five here. Five actors, directors, actresses. You tell me the first thing that pops to mind. You ready to go? Let's go. I'll start you with David Fincher, the great director who's done lots of awesome work ever since Alien 3. 
What's the first movie that pops into your mind? David Fincher nominated for three Academy Awards. Seven. Yeah, it's got to be seven, too. But boy, oh, boy, social networks close. Chuck should have won the best picture that year. Panic Room. Panic Room's great. I love Zodiac, too. Gone Girl's a good, real good movie. Guy knows how to tell a story. Tell tell me a thoughts on Alien 3 off the top of your head. Well, I mean, you lose me in the first two minutes of the movie, so it's kind of hard. And and there's too much CGI. I didn't like that. But 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 the thing the thing about it is, if there was never an Alien Two, an Aliens, Cameron, which is the masterpiece of all Alien movies, there'll never be a better one. That's the problem with the franchise. Yeah, you can't you cannot top that movie. It's that good. Yep, that is the problem. That is a self-contained Alien movie. If you just if you if you bite your tongue and say, okay, yeah. Why would they do this to Newt in, in Hicks, which is horrendous? It is yeah, it, it, horrible uh, idea. Horrible. Some, I mean, somebody's got to stop. Yeah, somebody's got to stop the the. the but the it creators. is well made. It is well made. Yeah, he, you you could see his talent. Very well acted. Very well acted. Definitely see his talent in it. There's no doubt about it. Here's yeah, an easy one. Yeah. Jack Black, who's 53 years old this weekend. I mean, that's uh, an easy one. Rock. Yeah. School. And never has a School movie. Rock, in, yep. Movie. Never has a movie and a star meshed together better than you talk about Star Project. I mean, it's School of Rock. Um, uh, but I, I, I will tell you, Tropic Thunder is another it's not must, a, must watch. Morning Turn and Day of the Jackal. No, 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 no. And you know, I, I believe around a long time. He has, and I think he's in the uh, the movie with Will Smith and um, Gene Hackman too. I think he's in that one he's as in well. Also. Mars at time. Yeah, he's been around a long time. Um, how about Chris Pine, Chuck, a real good young actor um, who rose to fame over the last few years. Star Trek really helped him out. Um, he was I, I, listen, I, I think he works beautifully opposite Gal Gadot in the, in the first Wonder Woman. But Not I mean, the second one, though. The, the, well, the second one is a bad movie. Like, yeah. It's just a bad movie. Um, although she's good in it and he's he doesn't hurt the movie. He She has no reason to be back. That was just a that's a plot to plot device to get him back, just, which is not good. Just think how but bad that, so like, that that movie would be so bad if it wasn't even in 1984 either. The fact that they had the gimmick that it was in the mid 80s helped it mm-hmm. a little bit, but it is bad. I mean, that that's one of the worst. Well, co- it, it, the thing is, it, is it really the same director who did Wonder Woman, who did Wonder Woman before? And it is, but it's hard to believe it is. It is hard to believe. I will say maybe his best movie, though, is uh, Hell and High Water. Hell or High Water mm-hmm. is a fantastic movie you know people rave about ben foster and jeff bridges but he the meat of that movie is chris pine and he's very very good in it he's very good i agree how about, how about exactly. Mo- and he, listen, he's good in star trek he's he is. oh he's a perfect kirk yeah he very, is good, good. Mm-hmm. um how about melissa mccarthy chuck um a couple of times oscar nominated to me bridesmaids put her on the map and she's fantastic yeah, in it. i'll go with that one you know i'm not a huge fan but uh uh, that that oh well uh, the, the movie she did I did like the movie she did with Bill Murray which is more uh, yeah more dramatic. serious movie I like that movie I it was good the, I thought her and Sandra Bullock I thought Heat was terrific I think that's a great movie and I also loved her in Spy which was a, a spy spoof um, I I like her a lot more than you do I find her very charming and appealing on screen um, and and the movie she the other movie she got nominated for is actually pretty good the drama Can You Ever Forgive Me about being the the fake art, uh, writer and that I think that's a great movie too. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll end with this character actor, Chuck, um, who's been talk about being around for a long time. How old do you think Daniel Stern is? 66. He's 65. That's a real good guess. So okay. I say Daniel Stern. Is it Marv 
Home Alone? It would be Mauve, but City Slickers is close. Uh, it's his, close. <laughs> he's so funny in City Slickers. When that wait, when that uh, the girl who works at the supermarket shows up at the party, um, uh, that is so fun. That scene is so good with him. Um, and don't forget I too. Mean, look, and you could, uh, you, I would argue. I mean, Billy Crystal's done a lot of good stuff, but I'd argue that City Slickers is uh, for me. For me, I know when Harry Miss Sally's fantastic movie, but for me, uh, City Slickers is like a School of Rock to Jack Black, Back to School to Rodney Dangerfield. I, I just, I, it's a perfect film for me. But I would also argue too that early. Yeah. Daniel Stern's really good too. His first movie, Breaking Away, is a four-star classic. He's Very great good. in Diner. He's Chud good in that. Chud is a crazy Chud, right? He's in he's Chud. In Chud, and don't forget, he's very good opposite Roy Scheider in Blue Thunder. Very good. Oh, uh, when they break his fingers, I, it's just hard to watch them. Yeah, I don't like his death scenes bad in them. I that's uh, it's too much. It's too much. I didn't need to. I mean, I get it. A lot of cop partners die in movies, but that was a little. That was a little bit too much. And I also enjoyed him in the movie. I, I enjoyed him in the movie. He directed rookie of the year. He adds some good comic relief to that lighthearted baseball movie. It's over the top that movie, but it's what good for doing kids. now. Is he, has he, has he, has he, what has he done in the last few years? It, it, right here. All I see is a TV series called shrill. Like it was uh, a couple of seasons that I'm not that, okay. that uh, stars 80 Bryant. She's from Saturday night live. I think it's on Hulu. So, um, Nothing theatrical, really. Um, but gosh, what a long career and a really good uh, career, Chuck, for Daniel Stern. And really, you, let me ask you a question. When Disney did uh, when Disney Plus did the home, uh, sweet home, home alone, whatever that was, home. it very disappointing. <laughs> it's bad. You know, reboot sequelization of home. Well, do you think they thought about getting Daniel Stern back? Like maybe we could anchor the film with him. I mean, the buzz was the only guy they got back right from the original and. I, I don't know. Do? It was misguided from the beginning. Uh, it, it just. Yeah, it was. Uh, if anybody was going to come back, I would agree. It would be him. Um, Chuck, talk about long they careers. That's my point. I, I, yeah. I get Talk about long careers. Um, Sylvester Stallone's had a long career way back in in the uh, 1970. Remember, he did, did that softcore porno movie, The Party at Kitty and Studs. That uh, You might the, remember that more than I do. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> well. I mean, I remember when Rocky came out and all the movies came out, people started, oh, what are you in this film in the 70s? And he was. Um, but really, the first time anybody got a chance to see of Sylvester Stallone before Rocky, before Rambo, was uh, The Lords of Flatbush. Lords of Flatbush was, right? Yep. Start Henry Winkler as well and uh, yeah. Perry King, right? Um, for guys yeah. like us, this is a but movie he we watch over did, and over again. He, he did. Uh, I'm not looking. Yeah, I'm not looking at a list, but I, I think he didn't he play the mugger in Prisoner Second Avenue. He did. Yeah, he played a mugger, uh, the Prisoner Second Avenue with uh, that was right after Lords of Flatbush. Yeah, I mean, it's a quick. A and he also played Frank Nitti in Capone. Uh, Death Race. Remember, mm -hmm. he's also in Death Race 2000. Uh, he's he's got a car he's got a good character mm -hmm. in that movie as well. Um, and he pop up on uh, Kojak. Uh, these were all prior to Rocky, but I think all the movies prior to Rocky, the Lords of Flatbush was the most, the one I watched the most. And then he wrote Rocky said, nobody's going to be in this movie except me. If you want it made and universal artists, they, they broke, they said, all right, you could be in it. And Chuck, the rest is history on a whole. He's made Rocky was this eight movies or seven movies now, Rocky or eight movies, right? With two creeds. Um, and the first one is an yes, iconic eight. First one is an iconic movie. This and the longest yard 
are movies that had people jumping on their chairs in theaters. You know, I, I, I we're going to get to Rocky two in a second, but totally on jumping on chairs. I'll tell you a story when we get to Rocky two, but here's the thing. Rocky, when Rocky came out in 76, it, it entered the realm of pop culture uh, and people just radiated and loved that character. A lot of people started working out. I yep. remember, I remember when I was a little kid seeing that movie, I remember running home. Like I was so pumped up. Yeah. Like running home. That, I mean, it was very motivational, very moving. Obviously, it works on multiple levels. I think the heart of Rocky is ultimately it is a love story more sure. than a sports film. Yep. Uh, but it works as both. And uh, what a character. I mean, he just embell- embellished that character and the connection to the audience. You know, you can't do it better. No, it, it is a perfect film. Uh, one best picture. And 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 in a in a tight best picture field, I think it beat all the president's men and and movies of those like so it, it it's just a fantastic movie. It would take him a couple of years. He came out with two movies in 1978. Rocky is essential. Sylvester Stallone, Fist and Paradise Alley came out in 78. Chuck Fist, I think, is a watchable movie about kind of like uh, it, it's basically uh you know uh jimmy hoffa jimmy hoffa yeah yeah and then, i mean it's ambitious it is ambitious it's yeah. an ambitious movie and then he wrote paradise alley and um and he plays cosmo carboni a would-be wrestling yeah, promoter yeah, what a name. What yeah a name. he always has some interesting names in these movies by the way paradise yeah. alley um he tapped he tried to tap into some rocky there but it was a bit of a misfire oh, yeah, yeah i agree um then he would bounce back with rocky two and that is another one. I remember seeing this in theaters. And when they're both on the mat, Chuck, but I mean, people were yelling, get up along with Mickey. I mean, you talk about uh, manipulating an audience. Holy crap. Does he I'll manipulate? Tell you, the I'll tell you my Rocky two story. Uh, I'm in elementary school, elementary. I think it, is it elementary junior. Okay. I'm, I'm young. Right. So it opens opening day. It was playing at the Kingsway on Kings highway in Brooklyn, New York. I, I, I think almost every student cut class <laughs> after lunch and went to the Kingsway and watched Rocky too. And during that scene, I'm talking about the whole theater was literally standing on their chairs, jumping and hollering. Yeah. I remember it, that. It was amazing. It, it's incredible. It has so many iconic moments in it too. Uh, and it has a, it still has that heart of the first one, right? The love story, they get married. Uh, it, it, this and is it pre- one. You tell me the iconic scene of any Rocky movie is in that movie. Yeah, it's uh, when he has the baby and he had he was going to not fight. She wakes up and tells him to win. And Just Mickey, win. And, and Mickey win. says, what oh, are we what? waiting for? Take this. And then oh, uh, goodness, then we get that. You talk about inspirational. Oh, uh, my God. And he was smart enough to do not one montage, but two montages for it right yeah. after it. And he had kids yeah. running up the block in Philadelphia well, with him, which, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, and he directed just, that one. And he directed and with he John directed Allison. It. John Allison directed the original and won the Oscar for Best Director. I, and, and listen, John Allison was awesome, but the Rocky movies really did not miss a beat because uh, Stallone was very competent, very, think, very competent. I, and I think he was him. very cognizant too, Chuck, of everything that worked and people liked in the first yeah. one. And he doubled down in the second one. Um, because mm-hmm. even even Carl Weathers in that in Rocky Two is more over the top and more more of a villain than he is in the original. Mm-hmm. You know, he he comes after Rocky. You know, and um, he, he you know he's lighthearted and fun in the first one. This one, he's a hardcore thriller till the end and uh, a, a villain till the end. And he just 
he talked about he just knew all the buttons to press and Rocky two was a huge hit right after that, Chuck. I think it's another essential um, uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. I love Nighthawks. He plays. Here's Deke the Silva. I think this is a good thriller about terrorists in America before we were even aware they could attack. And, America. And, he, and he has a different look in that movie. He has a different look. He has a beard. He's got a good cast around him with uh, Rutger looks, Hauer. Wait. What's that? He's thinner and he's thinner. Uh, but I think he plays a, a very appealing New York City cop. Uh, and uh, Billy D. Williams is very yeah. good in this film. Good casting. Uh, yep. It's a good casting. I think it's essential Stallone movies. Now, if you're a soccer fan, <laughs> in 1981 he'd follow up nighthawks with luck put everything aside michael kane playing soccer uh pow's in world war ii going hey, up like, against the guards pele, play, pele as an actor yeah i think the movie runs a little the long it, the run time's a little too long but i think the wow. last 30 minutes of this movie make it worth watching it's got a good score max von Sydow's very good I enjoy victory. I know it got killed at the box office. It got panned by critics, but I Richard think Attenborough's in it too. Right? Richard Attenborough directed it. Oh, he, he directed, he directed it. it. Yeah. Here's my thing with this movie. And I, I, I got it in full disclosure. I have not seen it in a long time, but in the Stallone archive, it's sort of a forgotten movie. No, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's my issue with it. It just you, when it, there's a saying in certain films when they don't work the way they should that they're flat. Yeah. And to me, this movie was very flat. Yeah. I, I know it had a good cast, and I and I agree with you. It does have a triumphant last 15 minutes. Yeah, that work. But leading up to that point, it's pretty flat. Yeah, it's like a flat great escape. It's like you know, but, but that is a good director helming that project. Yeah. Um, how about in 1982? There's no bigger star in the world, Chuck, than Sylvester Stallone. He releases Rocky three and first blood that year. He launches a brand new franchise and he continues what he's done with uh, the original Rocky. Let's talk Rocky three first, Chuck, a little bit of a departure from the first two where it's a little more streamlined. He did it in like 35 days. I, um, I think I remember seeing this film. I remember seeing when did it come out? Rocky three 82. I think it was the summer of 82. Okay, I remember seeing this on a Saturday. I saw this Saturday afternoon, I think first show, like one o'clock, King's Plaza. Place was packed. What a great time. This is just, this movie This movie worked a little differently than the first two Rocky movies. Yeah. In that it's just fun. Like, yeah, that, it's wall to wall fun. How much, I mean, how inventive and almost brilliant, I, I, and I'm not overreacting to that word, but. <laughs> To have the Hulk Hogan to to cast Hulk Hogan in that role, Thunderlips, to write that into the script, he Let created me, something. One one he 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 you know he made Hulk Hogan's career with that. Well, role. I would it's say so this, bad. Chuck. Let me ask you this because you're a wrestling yeah. fan at the time too. Yeah. I would almost say not only did he make Hulk Hogan's career, but without this movie, does WWF WrestleMania all that crap happen after it? I don't know if it does. No, I don't think so because I I think because what it did is it elevated Hulk Hogan in the pop culture realm, right? And he clearly had the charisma. And then when McMahon brought Hulk Hogan in and then phased out, you know, the older the older uh, regime yep. uh, and a different breed of wrestling, which is Bruno Sammartino, right? And, and he basically gave the key, the key to the gate to Hulk Hogan and that opened the door to what the WWE became, a WWF at the I, time. It, it's just incredible. Amazing. If, if you think about what it spawned, 
Um, oh, and well, Mr. I mean, T. Listen, I, and, I talk about this all the time. The the whole the 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 the, the build up to WrestleMania, the invention of WrestleMania, which spawned between you know, Hulk Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper when they brought Roddy Piper in, yeah, and then they yeah. merged it with MTV, and MTV started promoting the hell out of wrestling, and they brought Cindy Lauper in, who managed Wendy Richter. It all came together, but I agree, it did start with the casting of Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips in 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 Rocky Three, which and is a really middle- entertaining movie and that middle portion the 10 minutes that he's in it is fun with paulie hitting him over the back with a chair yeah, and, and then mr t became and mr t yeah yeah and, yep. uh, yeah i think that's essential uh stallone and obviously so is first blood the other rambo movies go crazy over the top with you know killings and violence yeah, this one's grounded in re- much more a, a harsh reality no yeah doubt. and it, although and i do it, like i do like rambo 2 very very much and i would say too if he went with the original ending it's it's incredible. I wonder what kind of career Stallone has if he decides to kill Rambo off like he yeah. did in the original I, I script. Think, I think he, he his gut instinct said uh, franchise, franchise, franchise. Don't well, do Chuck. It. Much like all careers, what goes up must come down. In eighty three and eighty four, big misfire as the director of Staying Alive, and then just a terrible idea teaming up with Dolly Parton and Rhinestone. This is yeah. an example, Chuck. Of it, nobody telling someone you shouldn't be doing these things, and he shouldn't have, and they both flopped. Well, here's the thing: staying alive. The one caveat uh, about that movie is that he he got Travolta to look better than he ever looked on film. He's in tremendous physical shape, but the script was just um, just Awful. too much, and, and it, it was just yeah, it's not a good script, and uh, it's basically plays like um, it plays like a it plays like a uh, an afternoon soap opera storyline. It does. And, it does. and and yeah. another problem with it too is when you don't. I know they got the BGS back, but when you don't match up the music to the yeah. to the what you're seeing on screen, like they did with the original, mm-hmm. it, it's a problem. Um, and then Rhinestone, he sings. I mean, who thought this was a good idea, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he would rebound nicely. Eighty five, he goes back to what he knows. He releases Rambo: First Blood, Blart Two, and Rocky Four in the same freaking year, Chuck. Is there any bigger star in the world than uh, than Stallone at this time? Rambo First Blood Part Two, I enjoyed. He goes back and gets POWs in Vietnam. There's some good villains in this Very one. Uh, it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. But Rocky Four, it it it's a two hour music video, Chuck, that just works for Ooh. me. It's all adrenaline. It was the biggest box office hit of all the Rockies. Yep. And it just. It's got a great fight at the end, an ultimate villain. Here's a guy that had to keep reinventing who he's going to fight. And yeah, we were in the middle of the Cold War and U.S., you know, Soviet Union. It was easy picking, but uh, boy, it works and it works big time. I love Rocky for its total different tone than all the other Rockies, but the right one for the time. Uh, I agree. And it's very entertaining. And, it, you know, the montage sequences are multiple, yep. but they work. And I, I didn't get a chance to see the director's cut, uh, Rocky. I versus did. Dragon. I, know I did. You, you thought it had issues, right? Nah, it did. It just the, the pacing's all off. It, it's interesting, but it's not yeah. better. You know what I'm saying? Um, got it. Okay. And, and also, too, he changes the tone by not getting Bill Conti to come back to do. He got a whole totally different uh, composer to do that movie. Wow. It just okay. it, it was almost like he wanted I to say, gonna I'm going to go and, and just move away from uh from Rocky one, two, and three and do something the same, but different. And I think he mm-hmm. captures it. Um, Cobra 1986, probably not a good idea to cast his wife, but he's definitely all in on Sylvester Stallone. Here's Marion. Here's, here's the thing about that movie. 
the critics hated that film, but the public liked it. And yeah. and I honestly, I thought I remember watching that movie. Those villains were nasty. Yeah, they were. And, and I was on the edge of my seat in the last like twenty minutes of that movie. And yeah, I mean, yeah, casting his wife, uh, yeah, Bridget, yeah. Brid, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, but she wasn't horrible. She's not horrible. No, she's not. I enjoyed that. You're watching it. She got the role because you know she's married to. Him. Uh, but I like that movie. Would I you, it. And, uh, and his co-star, his co-star, what's his name from uh, Renee the Santoni? Movie. Yeah, really Renee Santoni. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah. So I would say Rocky Four and Rambo: First Blood Part Two, Essential Stallone. I'm not sure I'm ready to say that for Cobra, although I yeah, like it. Yeah, probably not. But it, but it, but it, but it's far from. Uh, the, it, it's nowhere near the, the direct that he's done. It's, no, it's well, good. it's it's nowhere near as bad as his next movie, which. You know, I know you're trying to do Rocky and arm wrestling, Chuck, but over the top is over the top as far as stupid. He plays Lincoln Hawk, a guy trying to get his a trucker trying to get his son back with yeah. uh, with his wife dying from uh, his father in law who over the top. Oh, my God. Robert Loggia in this film. Boy, this is a bad, bad movie, Chuck, that just tries to gain anything out of arm wrestling. And you can't. Uh, uh... I don't. I I still think it's a watchable. Oh, it's, you're crazy! This watch, movie's bad. Watch, but it, I find it watchable. Uh, it's bad, and I don't think Rambo Three is good either. 1988 Rambo. I okay. You know, let, let's talk about Rambo Three. Uh, it's you, it's the Russians are the bad guys again, which is fine. And uh, Richard Crenna gets kidnapped. Okay, but I'm telling you, he kills about fifty five thousand people in this movie. I enjoy it. I got to tell you, I I came out. Okay, it came out the same weekend is crocodile dundee right yeah and that 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 surprised people because that was the movie people went to see crocodile because it was dundee. good right <laughs> it was okay. good or, or, but 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 here's the thing i find rambo 3 a very solid rambo movie i i just it's entertaining uh i like to hook him trying to save uh richard Crenna, and um i think the action sequences are good the score is good yeah. so it works it worked fine for me i like I, it I think the 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 feathers are starting to come off of uh, Stallone here uh, as far as star power in theaters. But I think 1989, he makes two essential Stallone movies before he really. And and you might disagree, but I think lock. lock up, right? I know lock up. You like. No, let I, me ask you a question. I like lock up a lot, but do you think that's a forgotten Stallone movie? I do. I, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, it um, is. It is. And I like Tango and Cash a lot. I think him and Kurt yeah, Russell play. I'm, I'm going to go against. against the grain there. I don't. See, you I don't. don't. Oh, I think you're no, wrong. No, I don't. Here, here, let me just go. Lock up that montage scene when he's playing football in the mud. That's a great scene. That. It's a great scene. I love scene. that scene. Well, here's the thing about Tango and Cash. And Terry Hatch is a female lead. Mm -hmm. I just felt the banter was so phony between Kurt. And uh, I like Kurt Russell. I just felt it was phony banter. I there is a cult following for that movie, Chuck, and and I think it's got a lot of fun in it, some good action in it, and and I think it really plays off the stars. So you're saying Lockup's essential, not Tango and Cash. Uh, I would agree, and I would say, give me over the top over oh, Tango and Cash. You're I crazy. I, now people, <laughs> people might not listen to the back end of the shud oh, of his yeah, list here. Oh, yeah, um, what about look? Rocky five comes out in 1990. And uh, by now, by now, the, 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 you know, he's taken a lot of punches to the head and uh, he can't fight in the ring, but he fights on the street. The movie has a lot of problems. He is over the top bad acting in this movie. He goes, he almost goes like a, a, 
uh, mentally disabled Rocky in this yeah, film. If you bit. if you watch and, it, and, and John, they bring back. Here's the thing: they bring back John Allison as director, who, yep. who's a from the first film, right? And they bring back and, a very elderly Burgess Meredith too. Who, it, but that part is effective. That, that part that works. Is, okay, here's the thing about this movie: they didn't get along. Stallone and Alvison. Right? In Alvison's book, he writes about it. Later, John Alvison. Um, the initial scripts: Rocky dies. Right. And Alvison's 100 percent for it. And then, you know, as they're getting closer to filming, Stallone has a change of heart and says he can't do it. And that caused a lot of friction between him and him and uh, and, and, and Alvison. OK, the thing the thing about this movie for me is I know Stallone when he did Rocky Bobo, a movie I love. We'll talk about that in a second. But he did Bob Rocky Balboa because he almost wanted to eradicate the existence of Rocky Five. I yeah. think in a lot of ways, Stallone does not acknowledge this movie exists. Now, his son is in the movie, Sage, who's younger. And I actually enjoy this movie. I saw it in a the theater. I enjoyed this movie, Mike. It, 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 I, and I get it. Maybe they, they pr- probably went a little too overboard with the punch drunk yeah. uh, Rocky. And it's not believable. I, I'll say, look, I'm not one of those people that does an analysis of every script point like some people do but it's not believe it's not even remotely believable no and the one thing in in the franchise it it has this big hiccup there is no way the rocky balboa of rocky four could be living in the streets (laughs) on 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 on, on having having to worry about if he's going to buy bread that night no all he would need to do is all his money it's not it's not believable he would just need to be a broadcaster. He would make his he money. Could do, he could be a broadcaster. He could he could he could sign his name. He could do commercials. I know yeah. in Rocky Two he couldn't, but it's just yeah. not believable that he not. could go broke. And Adrian's working at the at, at, at the, the pet store at, uh, at the pet store again. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's it, dumb. If you if you dispend your disbelief and you accept it for what it is, I like this movie. And when yeah. uh, and when Mickey says "Get up, cause I love you," it's effective. That works. It's very it, it effective. Does work. It does work. Fight, the street fight is actually really good. Yeah, but it's the guy who plays the and then and then the manager who's over the top he's over the top it oh, doesn't he's crazy fit. over the top yeah. but when he says sue me i'm and, and yeah. stallone goes for what well, well sue me for well, what yeah, yeah I, maybe in rocky four you could sue me rocky five yeah. not so much. yeah um there's really no reason to bring up oscar or step stopper my mom will shoot no, because, because those movies don't work because he's not he's not schwarzenegger for comedy right. he, he didn't have schwarzenegger could had had they had the awareness to have fun with himself where Stallone, it just didn't work. I think comedy works for him though. In demolition man, though, that movie is a little yeah, off. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. yeah it's just, he's playing off a very uh, quirky Sandra Bullock though. Yeah. It's a good movie though. I, I yeah, enjoyed it. It's I done do. well, it's but the, the, also. the better movie in 1993 for him is what have put him back on the map with a big, big uh, box office smash. And it's definitely essential Stallone, and that's Cliffhanger, Chuck. Oh, yeah, Die Hard on a Mountain. It's listen, directed by Rennie Holland. Yep. Uh, this movie uh, broke ground in in aerials, you know, in stunts on cliffs. Uh, it, it's uh, Lithgow a little over the top, but yeah, but very good, effective. very effective. And and the, the the scene in the cave when he's fighting Leon, awesome. Janine Turner really had good chemistry with Stallone in this film, and the opening sequence was uh, incredible. And Chuck, he that would uh, up the movie storyline. Very. He would powerful. also, very, uh, very yeah, he he would do a lot of crap too. After that, the specialist is bad. Judge Red is yeah, bad. Yeah, Assassins is bad. Yeah, I know you. Bad. I know bad. you like Daylight, but it's really. Oh, it, I like it a lot. 
Yeah, I, but it never well, made it, a it splash. Just, it, it, it didn't open. It didn't. It didn't do well at the box office. But he's very likable in it. Um, it's basically it's a reworking of an old Poseidon Adventure sequel script. Yep. And um, I like Stallone in it very much. And then Fat Stallone comes out in '97 with Copland, Chuck, yeah, which I think is. Movie. I think it's a good movie. Uh, it's a I good think, movie. It's not. It's not as good as it should have been. No, but it is good, and it has a great cast. And then we'd get crap like Get Carter, um, Driven, ICU, Avenging Angelo. Wow, Shade. Wow. He, he uh, went off the rails. Yeah, he went off the rails. He does pop up in Spy Kids Three as the villain, and then he right. bounces back, Chuck, with a movie that really should have been nominated for Best Picture, and he should have got a nomination. Rocky Balboa. If, and, and it's better than Creed, people. It's better than Creed and Creed 2. Rocky Balboa is as good as Rocky. I agree 100%. 100%. And I got to tell you, the repeatability of Rocky Balboa is off the charts. I watch, oh, I watch oh. this movie all the time. And it's inspirational. If you like the character Rocky, it's it's a beautiful, perfect bookend to Rocky. If, you, if, you, if somebody said, there's only two Rocky movies to go watch, you watch Rocky, you watch Rocky Balboa. Yep. And uh, it, it's just great. It's a four star. The trailer that came out before it, it was great, too. Um, it, it's just a fantastic, fantastic movie. And I, and I just want to point out the actress who who played his friend, quasi love interest. Not, you know, not really. Age, but she's awesome. in yeah. this movie. She's and good. It's written very, very well. Post Rocky Balboa, Chuck, we both like Creed. We're really running it's out of time much. here a little it's bit. Very good. It's yeah. very good. Creed 2, we enjoy it as well. But what do you think he did with the Rambo character when he rebooted it in 2007 and beyond? I think the original reboot was good. After that, he just went nuts. Okay, here's the thing. The first, the first uh, after Rocky, the, 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 the Rambo 4 movie, I thought it was effective. It was very, very intense, hard R. Yeah. The next one, I thought, was stunningly bad in terms of how he allowed that character to wallow in the direct of the bottomless pit of mud. That was a disgrace. That to me, that was a disgrace to the character. I'm stunned that he did it. Um, when they cut his face, I was, I yeah, almost looked at that. Yeah. Like I was like, why would you do this to this iconic character? And I don't know if he wasn't thinking right, why he allowed it. But to me, I would throw it in the fireplace. I hate uh, it. And we'll wrap up on this. I liked Escape Plan. I thought him and, Stol- uh, and Schwarzenegger, I thought it was a good movie. Um, not great, but good. Not great. Um, it's right. But I would say The Expendables, if you're a fan of Stallone, you, all three movies are good. Yeah, they're good. They're fun. I agree. Um, all right, Chuck, that'll wrap things up. Uh, which, are we getting into The Expendables 4? We, we probably are, right? We are getting it. We are getting an Expendables 4. They're filming it. From what I heard, though, his part's going to be very limited. Uh, that's what I hear. And he's going to sort of launch it to other, other to it to maybe distrate them as the mainstay in that franchise. And I know there's a lot of uh, um, Marvel fans out there that'd be upset if we didn't bring up. He is good in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He's not yeah. even a lot, but his his role yeah. is effective there, and it's a lot but of fun. I, I just want to point out there's, if there's one word that I would use for Stallone as a fan, respect. Got to yeah. respect. And 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 stamina. The guy's been around for a long time. He's really and he's, he's super done- smart. He is super smart. And he's made his mark on the industry as good as anybody who's ever lived. All right, Chuck, we will do this all over again next time we're out. All right, buddy? Thanks, Mike. To the audience, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.